can't focus, but I'm trying, but I'm trying. I'm just smoking while I'm lying. I got so much on my mind. I can't focus, but I'm trying. I just need a piece of mind. I'm just smoking while I'm lying. Yo, 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 yo. Man, let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, Jarvis Jeffries. Hopefully, I'll be changing that name to Champ Jeffries after this weekend. But we've got some work to do before I get to Vegas. I've got a guest with me today. Not Terrence Smith, not Nick Eddie. They're not here today. They'll be back probably after the Super Bowl. But I have a young guest with me today who is a hardcore wrestling fan we met up through a few of the fans on the great debate show and that's why we love you all we appreciate you i've got nicole covington sitting in with me today for terrence and nick and she is here to help me with some wrestling content and this is not just uh it's just not a normal wrestling episode because well we've got to talk about a press conference we're talking about practice Really, not the actual matches or show, but we kind of got a 22-minute promo on an off night. It was no wrestling, but Roman Reigns and The Rock were in Las Vegas on last night. Uh, and uh, they had a press conference, a live, whatever you want to call it, setting up for WrestleMania 40. And, you know, I really had no idea that it was going to be this big or this major. And what happens is it starts off with... Seth Rollins like he's hosting the show or the moderator and then as he's introducing Cody we hear uh, some people may call the GOAT today or one of the best of all time already Roman Reigns music hits and here we go first before I get into it let me introduce Nicole Nicole we met just recently here a few days ago this week and this is how Nick came in man just Hey, we, we like your mind. We like what you've got and what you want to debate with us and get off your chest. If we think it's great content, we're going to bring you in here and see what's up. Nicole, you're a wrestling fan. And I was told, hey, see what she's got. And we're about to see. Sounds like you've got a lot on your mind, a lot to say. You had a whole lot more to say before last night, I know. But Nicole, just tell us how you're doing and introduce yourself to the audience here on The Great Debate Show. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, okay? My name is Nicole Covington. Also now on the airwaves as the It Girl of Radio, a.k.a. Mickey Klein, a.k.a. DJ Disco Bobby, all right, on the timetables. And I refer to myself as a sports entertainment connoisseur, okay? Lifelong WWE fan, don't ask me about anything else. And I know you you, you call Roman, you just call him the GOAT. Some people call him the GOAT. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Says the greatest of all time. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. You know where I'm leaning. Uh, okay, okay. Here we go. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, but I am excited to talk about this kickoff show because there's a lot to unpack mm. from top to bottom. Uh, shout out to Becky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this was this was a lot more than I thought we were going to get for sure, and I think it is a. A definite sign of the times for WWE and the direction they're heading towards in the future. Yes, yes, for sure, for, for certain. Okay, so Nicole, thank you for introducing yourself. Nicole Covington, she is the It Girl of radio and now the It Girl of the Great Debate Show. And so she's going to sprinkle a little bit of harassing love on this show. And I want to just get off to the basics right off the bat. Roman comes out. He, he clowns Seth a little bit. 
He's continuing to tell Seth that he's wearing his women's clothes. I mean, his wife's clothes and shoes and whatnot. And he is the second champion. He is number two, second fiddle. You know, that, that consolation prize of a championship that they have over there on Raw. Again, kudos to Seth for trying to make that belt seem so relevant and trying to make him in a main event be so relevant. But I'm sorry, as much as I like Seth in the ring, I can take or leave Seth Rollins. I'm sorry. And he is second fiddle. And that's why Cody shouldn't have been fighting for that belt anyway. So and so now Cody, he's in the back, I guess, just trying to make up his mind. Hey, what the hell am I going to do here? I shave The Rock uh, my shot at WrestleMania 40, the main event for the title. I shouldn't have done that. Well, as Roman is clowning Seth and The Rock comes out after the Roman, after Roman Reigns says he chooses The Rock. I'm like, where is this coming from? What do you mean I choose? He didn't win the Royal Rumble. So like Friday night, Nicola just seems like last SmackDown never happened because after all of the backlash that they've gotten, it looks like they had to pivot. Me and Terrence talked about it. We didn't know if they would really do it. It looks like they did because The Rock comes out and he says, man, this is the GOAT family of wrestling the family tree as he pulls it up on the on the big screen and he looks at it there's so many names on there their family from whatever generation down to the third generation whatever they, they're all there and look let's be honest there was no cap in that i mean uh, shout out to the rose family shout out to a lot of the families from the guerreros to so many other greats that has flair so many there's a lot but I don't think they can fill up the, the that big jumbotron like the Anora family, you know, did. Like, that's a lot of names on that tree. And so The Rock is just letting that be known that, hey, man, if y'all don't see this as the best main event of WrestleMania history, you you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know wrestling. You don't know legacy. You don't know this. And so the bloodline is still like, this is what it's about. Why are we fighting? No, we never did get an understanding on that. The Rock never explained why he wants the head of the table. Is What issues do you have with Roman on why you're here? And we didn't get to find that out. I don't know if we will get to find it out because Cody comes out and interrupts and says, this is complete BS. And they, they, they cut out the, the, the curse words, but I'm getting the feel that they're going away from TVPG by the time they get the Netflix, you know, raw, because this seems so attitude era if it, man. And so in the end, Cody is like, hey, man, look, I want my shot. I'm going for Roman. You don't get to call that shot, Roman. So here we are. Seth is just over there in the corner, just chilling, you know, like, what the hell? Vanna White, being Vanna White, waiting on somebody to name a vowel or something, to give a vowel. And and here we go with Roman and Cody getting into it. And now The Rock has jumped into it because he says you will not disrespect the family. Now, out of credit, now out of respect, let's, let's say this now to be fair. Cody wasn't the first to throw stones. I think that Roman said that Dusty Rose was irrelevant first. And so after that, that's when Cody said that a lot of people. In the family, uh, chief, chief, he, he said them, but he said they'd be embarrassed or they'd be ashamed of Roman Reigns in the way he's handling his title yeah, reign yeah, right now. Jay, our goons, he asked him, how's Jay doing? You want to talk about family so much? How's Jay doing? Mm. Uh, his flunkies. Yeah. Uh, how can they be, you know, at the head of the table? How can they be sitting at this table when no one's been doing any of the cooking for the last two years? Yeah, yeah. He was cooking. He was cooking. And these were facts, Nicole. These were facts. So. So after he spits these facts, 
The Rock steps in the middle of it and says, don't you disrespect our family when you do that. Now you've got a problem with me and I don't know where. The only thing we missed was him putting powder on his hands and asking Roman to give him his glove. I mean, because he smacked the fire out of Cody Rhodes. And, you know, like, what's your take on that? And that's when it got real. People were looking like, is this the end? Is this how it's going to end? But it was just, just seemed so real. It seemed like it went from a work to a shoot, even though we know it's all a complete work. But for them to change just in six days, I thought it was pretty impressive. Give us your thoughts on how this all took place. Now they're saying, and immediately after they got into it in the back, The Rock is cursing. He's going off. He curses Triple H. He tells Triple H, you're lucky you're effing retired. Triple H says, you're lucky too. And he's going off as he walks away. And he said, you better fix this shit. And I mean, like The Rock really looks like he just went heel. And I love it. But my question for you is, where does The Rock stand in this now? Is he going to help Roman beat Cody? And Cody still doesn't finish the story. Or is Roman really, really going to turn on Roman and he's working with Cody the whole time and he's going to get to finish this story? How do you see this all playing out? I think that this can genuinely go one of two ways. I think last night was a hint. We were seeing Hollywood back last night. Yeah. Okay. We yes. Hot on the mic, hot tempered, you know, flying off at the mouth, saying whatever it is he wanted to say. You know when the rock gets on the mic, he's one of those few people. He's he's reached that certain point where it's like whatever he says on the mic, don't stop. Yeah, don't stop. Just let him go. Yeah. So it's, this is going, and there are a few ways this can go, and it still be entertaining. This can either be we see Roman, we, we see Rock help Roman keep the title by interfering with Cody at WrestleMania, or do we see, like you said, do we see Rock turn on on? On oh, Roman, it's a lot of R's. Yeah. Do do we see them? Do we see Rock and Roman actually working together? Do we see them turn on each other? And Cody gets to finish his story. Now, if there is interference at WrestleMania and Cody does not win the title, he does not get to finish the story. Is there some sort of buildup now between Rock? And Cody is, you know, what what are we seeing? What is the future of the bloodline? Because I think for some time now, especially after WrestleMania 39, people are tired of the bloodline. It is stale. Every time we see, every time we see Roman, every time we see any, you know, back then the Usos and now Solo yeah. stepping in uh, that anchor position that Jay vacated. <laughs> there's never a real true victory with the bloodline there's always some sort of cheating and interference and people are tired of seeing that we were tired you know just all every it, it, it's tiring so there needs to be some sort of refresher to not just how they win these matches but to to the storyline of the bloodline overall and and some sort of continuity for it and i, I won't even call them a, a wrestling family this is a wrestling dynasty this is generation and generation yeah. Yeah. i mean this is this there there is no other familial comparison to the bloodline in wwe and sports entertainment it's just not about I agree. I agree. We'll say it. We'll say it, Nicole. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It is a dynasty. And but some of the things that Cody said to Roman and Rock was facts. So they they are goons and, and it's it's not looking the way, you know, it looked a year ago. 
as you said, as you were alluding to with the bloodline, Jimmy is very funny on television, but they're not getting wins. They don't seem dominant. Every now and then Solo takes care of business. But then even he can get, you know, ran out of a ring and it's like, uh oh, what are the bloodline? It just doesn't seem the way it was when they took out Orton and, and Matt Riddle and all of them a while back. So that's why that's another reason why it's probably time for it to end. And I'm thinking that either The Rock, only one or two ways this goes with The Rock. And it looks like they are going to do a tag team match. Probably I could see Cody and Rollins versus Roman and Rock, maybe at the chamber. I don't know. It just to kind of warm it up and get it steaming, you know, for WrestleMania, or we could the accurate that Roman isn't scheduled for Australia. He he wasn't on he wasn't on he wasn't scheduled for oh oh he's not okay. But see that's crazy because I was told that the Rock is scheduled. Roman is scheduled or he isn't. No, he wasn't. Okay, okay. So, so maybe I haven't seen any update to that. So maybe they're not gonna go that route. But it kind of felt like they're gonna do a tag team match too. Maybe you know. And, and I think the people will love it. But here's a way that Rock can get back on everyone's good side, even though he made the switch last night or whatever you want to call that last night that we saw in that press conference because he needs everybody back, you know, to knowing that Cody's going to take this match. Get off my, get, you know, get off of us, man. Get off my back. We're going to take care of it. We're going to handle it. We're going to give you what you want. But Rock had to let the people know why they were going the route they were going. I think that was really a shoot when he said what he was saying about the Cody crybabies. However, this is Cody's moment, and we understand that, and they want him to finish it. And this is the way to finish it. The Rock could help Cody. He could betray Roman Reigns, or he could stay heel. And he could just attack Roman after he loses. Like you just made the family look bad. And then we could possibly see, and don't shoot when I say this, but now that he's a part of TKO and he's got this 30 million some odd dollar deal, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Could, could The Rock be the new Vince McMahon of WWE where he's this, this bad GM, heel, whatever you want to say, I'm throwing my weight around. It's what I say, damn it, I run this show. I could see that too. I mean, some people probably think, no, no, not The Rock. But after seeing what you saw last night, I'm not so sure if I'm opposed to seeing that. I'm okay with it if they done that. I'm just looking at the different variables, just different ways they could go with this. And I think that they could even stretch this till next year's WrestleMania, you know, where you've got Roman versus Cody. I mean, uh, not Roman versus Cody, Rock versus Cody or Roman versus Rock, but Roman as the baby face. Because if you attack Roman after he loses the belt, you know, Rock is everybody sides with Rock. He's the new head of the family. Roman, he's baby face. If he's not going away immediately, even though we hear he's doing a movie. But these are just scenarios that I'm just throwing out there. There's still not anything set in stone, Nicole, other than we know we're, we are getting Seth and Cody. I mean, uh, Roman and Cody. We get that. But still, there's there's so many seeds that they planted on where they could actually go with this. What's night one going to be then for Seth Rollins? Is he not fighting? Is Does that belt mean nothing at all to where they're not even going to put it up on the line on Saturday night before Sunday night, uh, night one? I, I don't I just don't know where where does this fit in it? And a lot of people are saying Seth and, and The Rock. Why? I don't know why they keep saying that, like just to just to do it, just to make a match for Seth. I don't know. But no. I don't see anything entertaining for that. For me, there's no story there. You know, it, he was just in the way, like, get your ass out of my way. This is this is family business. Just, you know, they, they didn't even care about Seth. He was a non-factor, you know, and Roman continued to say that. Just get him out of here, you know? So 
I don't know what they're going to do with Seth. Do you know, Nicole, what they could do with him on night one? I would love, love, love to see Seth versus Randy. Okay. Okay. Both are on Raw. We've seen Randy leading up to the Royal Rumble, even the night, you know, right before, talking about the only number that's going to matter after the Royal Rumble is 15. Yeah. So... I would like to see, I would like to see Randy on this, on this chase for another championship. And if Seth isn't going to make it to a year, if, if they're not going to do anything with Drew, because we've seen, we've seen Seth and Drew over and over. I, I would just, I would absolutely love to see Seth, Seth and Randy, or, I mean, there's, there's no real contender on Raw, I think, that could that could go toe-to-toe with Seth. I think it would have to be some sort of crossover. It's going to have to be someone from SmackDown making an appearance. I just don't think that there's yeah, that's that, that much talent or, you know, for someone to, to be on Seth Rollins' level. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you can call it the 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 loser bracket title. You can call it the lesser title. We know that. It's it's it doesn't have as much much prestige as the universal title. Correct. But you can't say that Seth hasn't done a hell of a job defending it and hasn't elevated that title and brought it up and made it look like okay, this this is the guy I have to go for. This is the guy who's on every premium live event of 2023. This is the guy who you know. I mean, has defended this title as many times in seven months as Roman Reigns has in three and a half years. I mean, you, you can say what you want about that title, but Seth Seth has truly put in the work. Now, you know, backtracking a little bit as far as The Rock is concerned, we know he's not going away anytime soon. You know, that that deal in his contract where he, you know, wrestles a match and supposedly the payout is around $36 million. He, if he is not going in anywhere anytime soon, we know his NBC Universal contract is up. The only thing I've seen was him posting yesterday about the second Moana movie coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. Rock is going to be around for a minute. That's what now, it seems. He's going to be doing. I don't know, but I think him being on the TKO board of directors is definitely going to play into his role as sort of that bad GM, that Vince McMahon character, maybe even playing with Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce. Yeah. We see that, you know, going back and forth. One may be on one show, one may be on one show. Yeah. Playing chess with both of those and kind of putting them against each other in that kind of way. I think that would be really interesting to watch because we already see this sort of tit-for-tat interaction between Pierce and Aldis. So I'm excited to see what what The Rock can, so you know, pun intended, bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Because he, it, it doesn't make any sense for him to come back around at the the highest point of the year in terms of in terms of wrestling and sports entertainment to just go away. There, there has to be some sort of continuity in order to keep viewers' attention and not have people going like, "Well, why, why the hell was he just here? Like, what was the point?" Yeah. So there's definitely there's definitely some storytelling and story building to be done on the end of the writers and and Triple H as well. Yeah, and it almost looks as if. Not only did they get it wrong, I think at first with the Cole Cody not being in, in, you know, in the main event against Roman Reigns. Now they've made a complete 180. And I think that now what they're doing is saying the whole bloodline, the entire bloodline, the whole Anori family is going to really help put Cody over, even though they want it to look as if 
the cards are stacked against Cody. There's no way he can defeat this. He, there's no way he can win. And that's exactly what he's going to do. That's what it looks like. So we can finally get the whole Hulk Hogan streak out of our minds because I thought that that's exactly what they were looking for to surpass it. And even though my co-host Terrence doesn't care about that, I kind of did just because nobody said a thing when Brock Lesnar would come back and just ruin WrestleManias and, and people's moments and stories. Nobody said a thing when Cena would always win the title over and over and over again. You know, I mean, I just so I, I just had a problem with all the hate that the that, that that Roman Reigns was receiving when just because he's a part time champion or whatever that all that stuff that Seth is continuing to say. I understand it's not right, but damn it, it's been done before and it was never a problem then. So why in the hell is it a problem now? And so that's my only issue with that. But I, I, I've always thought, nah, man, Cody should be getting this this year because he should have got it last year, in my opinion. But now, look, now you can say he had it over a thousand days. Hell, you can say he had it for nearly 1,300 days. Well, I think it's going to be 1,300 days by the time he loses. So who cares about SummerSlam? Nobody really wanted to wait any longer. This story has to finish now or they're going to just close the book and throw it in the garbage, period. And you don't want Cody Rhodes to have his championship run feel like Heyman, Adam Page, and AEW, where it was just long overdue and nobody really cared anymore. So that's my thought on that. But it was a wild night. Even B.E. and CM Punk at the commentary table. That was phenomenal. CM Punk said that he, you know, sometimes you just got to punch people in the face. And Nicole, you said that was a shot at who? Who did you think that was at? at <laughs> that was at TK. <laughs> man, man, man. Look, I, I thought it was in Punk was ready to go. Even it, and, and, and keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, I know we were kind of hard on WWE last week, me and Terrence, but I just want to say this. Give Triple H some slack and the whole people, everybody, TKO, Endeavor, who was ever behind this, this whole creative team, because look, nobody knew Seth Rollins was going to get injured right before WrestleMania. Nobody knew CM Punk was going to take that injury right before WrestleMania. It happened in the Rumble. I mean, Rollins and Punk was going to be good. Even though they were going to be a little crippled, they were going to make the most of the opportunity. It's night one, not night two. It would have been fine. But, you know, he can't go. And so, this is what you're looking at where you got Triple H and whoever else trying to pick up the pieces and put the pieces together. And it's not easy on such a, a short amount of time on how they had to tweak this thing. And I think that they did really think that, hey, we've got to do Seth and Cody again now. Wait a minute. They hate that. OK, well, we are going to go back to Cody and Roman. You know, I don't know. But it seems that Roman and, and Rock was the plan all along. And kudos to them for you know, realizing that, hey, I, we effed up, you know, a lot of times the WWE will beat you in the head with something and make you think that this is what it's supposed to be. We don't care how intelligent you think you are. You, you fans don't know what you want. We'll give you what you want. And a lot of times they don't back up off of it. They stand on whatever they're standing on. And this time they actually say, no, nah, this isn't right. So you can tell Vince McMahon it's no longer calling the shots. You can you you can just tell because this is not a move they would have made. They would have said, well, it's Roman and it's Rock and we don't give a damn how you feel about it. You're going to be quiet and you're going to watch. And we don't have to do that anymore. Were you one of the, Nicole, were you one of the people that was in the We Want Cody <laughs> program? Absolutely. Absolutely. And shout out to We Want Cody on Twitter. They had like 6,000 followers in less than a week. Yeah. Um, was a major, major, major push in course and was trending for several days on Twitter. 
And it's, it's, you can't go without saying, I mean, there are people like Raw with, we want Cody, hashtag, we want Cody signs, with people holding up fire Dwayne signs. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times WWE has this kind of, WWE sometimes kind of like cookout. You know how you go to cookout? And we all like cookout because it's cheap and it's good and, you know, it's late at night. But cookout, they don't always give you the right order. They're going to give you what, what they want you to have. So it's, you know, it's like, here, just take this. And it's like, well, you're going to eat it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, this is another thing when we're looking at injuries and how much they can shake up these these huge events. How it's you know Seth and CM Punk being injured right before WrestleMania, I can shake things up. Yeah, this is another thing to look at when the draft comes back around. You know, you know, SmackDown is so incredibly stacked. Yeah, it's, it's insane, and you don't see. Not to say that the Raw roster is not talented. But you have so much star power and so much going on SmackDown. It's time to kind of swap things around and share some of that wealth with Raw. Because clearly the two biggest stars on the show both being out before WrestleMania. And where this kind of leaves the belt, the World Heavyweight Championship in limbo. Yeah. The only talent I can see, maybe if, if not Randy, then maybe AJ. Because they fought for the belt at Night of Champions. Maybe running that back. If, you know, if, if they're up to it, I'm not sure. What about Guther? Could he be the Intercontinental Champion and the World Heavyweight Champion while Seth rehabs? You know what? I don't know because of Raw when, when we saw Jay come out. Ah, yeah. How, how can we forget about Jay? How can yeah? How can we forget about Main Event Uso? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, we know they're going to make a change and they're going to shift the momentum toward Raw at some point before January of 2025 when they go to Netflix. They have to. And I think you're right, the draft, that has to shift some of the talent back over to Raw because they're going to Netflix. And, you know, that's why I'm surprised Jay Cargill is not already signed a Raw contract. But she was on SmackDown last week, kind of, you know, undecided, talking to, looking at both of the general managers of each brand. And we know Shawn Michaels has also had her at NXT. So I don't know what the holdup is on that. And I don't even know if she's going to be a part of WrestleMania. But we we hope because she looked great at Royal Rumble for the little moment that she was out there. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It, it should be great, though. Hopefully, Jay does go to SmackDown. Because I, I just I don't want her to start out at right at Raw when it's not. There's there. I mean, who who was she going to go against? Nia Jax again? Because I don't want to see Nia Jax sitting on her. I don't, I, I don't want to see that. Well, you've got Nia, you've got Becky after they finish Nia and, well, let's see, after they finish, who is Becky going to go up against? Rhea Ripley? Probably for WrestleMania. But you can get Jade and Nia maybe, or maybe, but Bianca Belair is not in anything right now. I know she's SmackDown, but I don't know. Jade, Raw needs Jade, I think, more than SmackDown does, even though I would love to see her on SmackDown, but... Raw needs some star power, as you said, and I think Jay could help there's that. A lot of, there's a lot of new talent that they have to work with and Raw to, to bring up. You know, you, okay. have, you know the former tag team champions, Kate Carter, Katana Chance. You have Zoe Stark, who had that major push from Trish Stratus at the beginning, who I, I absolutely love Zoe Stark. But I also think they still have Shayna Baszler, who's, you know, we saw with Ronda Rousey. I think after... Ronda left that was after they split up that was the perfect time to put that huge push that you know monstrous momentum behind Shayna Baszler and do something with her because she she's an she is she is well you you're right you make some good points there we'll see we'll see which way which way they go I guess it 
pretty much is determined on what Jade is going to do or where she's going to go. Can't wait to see what they got in mind, what they got in store for. And I, I would love to see this all come to fruition pretty soon here, though, because I have begun to, you know, become impatient now because, I mean, Jade signed in like around Halloween or something and may, maybe September. Yeah. And so here we are now a new year. And in the second month of the year already of this new year and still just that one Royal Rumble appearance. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I thought that maybe we were going to see her and Sasha Banks on Raw or something. But Sasha Banks seems to be all elite, according to Tony Khan, in so many words, I guess. Not sure. But but Naomi's well, no, no, Naomi's Smackdown now. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens tonight, Nicole. And I'm not going to hold you. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. But it was great to have Punk. And Big E at the desk. It was great to hear this. It's just like everybody hates everybody. You know, it's like we're gonna, we could have another Royal Rumble right now. He doesn't care about anything, but somebody should get punched in the face. And Cody, you can't be taking slaps like that. I think Cody needs to show up on SmackDown tonight. I think he needs to say, hey, man, you know, I ain't taking that lightly. Come on out here so you so I can get my leg back. I'm ready to fight. You know, it, don't just let that just go. You know, we know he's going to win the title, but you don't have to just, as some people are saying on the Internet, making him look like a cook. You don't have to continue to do that. You know, Nicole calls herself, uh, well, not herself. What do you call Cody again? Cousin Cody. Yes, you have a cousin Cody over here. Yeah, so you can imagine. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can imagine what you, you know, how Nicole is, is wanting to see SmackDown tonight or what she expects. What do you what do you expect they'll do tonight? Will Rock show? Will everybody be there tonight? Or do they just kind of and it's very fresh. So, yeah, don't you come right on in from last night? We have to see Cody. We have to see Rock. Uh-huh. Um, I yeah, that's that's it. We have to see those two. We have to. Mm hmm. And give us a quick prediction on where you see this going. Like, what else can they do to, you know, like, they planted a few seeds. Yes, we're getting Seth, I mean, uh, Roman, and damn it, Seth, I wish he'd just stay out of the way. I keep calling his name, and it's not even, it's not even necessary. But Roman and Cody, we see that's going to happen. Is there, is there anything else they're going to throw at us, you know, from out of nowhere? Any more curveballs, or what, do you, what, what happens next? If they're going to have, you know, Roman and Rock paired up. Cody needs to get Jay in his corner since he called him out by name last night. And he's already on Raw. And he's already on Raw. So that definitely can happen. That definitely can happen. Our Zoom meeting had just ended. Did not pay attention to the time on that. My apologies. But we were about done anyway. I want to thank Nicole for being here with us today on The Great Debate Show. Nicole Covington, you can find her on Instagram, X, and all of that other good stuff on social media. She is the it girl of radio, if you want to find her on that. And she'll be back for more wrestling content. And we we, we we will try our best, even though I'm going to be in Las Vegas this weekend for the Super Bowl, we're going to try our best to get Nicole on an episode to recap Friday Night Smackdown and however that goes. We'll see. But that's that's it for right now. This was a great one. Again, want to thank Nicole for coming in. The It Girl of Radio. She does local radio here in the Memphis area and now a uh, part of the Great Debate Show for some wrestling content. And now we can get more wrestling episodes to you. We all have busy, busy schedules, which is why Terrence and Nick are not here right now. But we're coming up with ways to continue to give you content regardless of who, you know, is on the bench and who is in the game. And here we go. So, Rock, 
stepping to the side, it looks like it, for Cody and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, main event of night two. What happens with The Rock now? What does he do? What role does he play in this whole thing? Who knows? But it looks like it's a family that is sticking together. And it just looks like the cards are stacked against Cody. How can he pull it off? And of course, we know he will. We think anyway. That's all I've got for now. And well, let me go ahead and do this. Even though Nick and Terrence is not here, we may come back later with an episode just in case we don't. If we're not able, I'll go ahead and give my quick prediction right now for Super Bowl 58 Sunday in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. The San Francisco 49ers will be the Super Bowl champions when it's all said and done. That's what we'll be talking about when we come back on a Monday. That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. I'm going to stand on it. I've been saying since training camp, even though I said that we are top heavy and we can't afford any injuries, but when we got everybody, everybody on the field and everybody's ready to go, they're the best team in the league. And I think even though they're going up against Patrick Mahomes, a.k.a. the boogeyman, I think that we still have the more talent. I think we still are the better team. At least that's what it looks like on paper. And I think that should be enough to get the win. I know Brock Purdy's young. I know this is just his second year, his first full year as a starter. And here we go. Nobody thinks he can do it. He's this little kid that looks like a little kid dressed up in a 49er costume for Halloween. I've heard all of the jokes. I've seen, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. And that's the very reason why I think Purdy wins this game. Somehow, some way. And it doesn't do anything or hurt the Chiefs if they lose the Super Bowl. Not anything. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Doesn't hurt them at all. But the Niners, yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, the pressure is on my Niners. They have to win the Super Bowl somehow, some way. The pressure's on Kyle Shanahan to me, not Brock Purdy, though. But overall, as a team that has been there before and that was getting close even after the Super Bowl 19 year, well, they, I mean, the, the 2019 Super Bowl year, they had a lot of injuries in 2020, but in 21, they were in the NFC Championship game and lost to the Rams. 2022 NFC Championship game, lost to the Eagles, although Purdy got injured. And now they're back again and they get to the Super Bowl, their second appearance in five seasons. In yeah, those second appearance in five seasons. They have to win this one. The pressure's on those guys. But what people are not really realizing is that Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Chavarius Ward, Fred Warner, Greenlaw, these guys are still pretty young. They're still young. Kittle, I think, is the oldest one at 30. Debo, B.A., they're all young. But will they get back? This is their moment. This is their chance. This is their shot. Do they do it? I think they do. And yes, the Chiefs have an elite defense. They do. But the Niners defense can't get much worse than what it was the past two weeks or the past two games that we saw them in the postseason. The film, looking at the tape, they saw it. They said it was embarrassing. They can't get worse than that, can they? They have to do better. There has to be more effort. There has to be better scheme. And there has to be some, you know, Steve Wilkes will have to adapt. But they love to do a lot of short stuff in the middle of the field and all of that. KC's offense and the Niners like to take away a lot of that short stuff in the middle of the field on defense. Should work in their favor. If they can just stop the run, stop the screens, Pacheco and all of that. And if Shanahan can get back to running more screens, use McCaffrey for everything that you can use him for. Not just running, not just check downs. Throw some screens at him to slow down the pressure. Spagnola's going to bring it. And that offensive line in order for them to be up for the task, they're going to have to 
as many blockers as possible. They need up front. I don't know if we should see any of that three, four wide spread stuff. Run the football, run screens, adjust, adapt. Show me that you can, you know, make the proper adjustments needed when it's time to Shanahan. And it doesn't always have to look like the exact same offense or the exact same plays. It's on him if he doesn't win this game. I don't care if it is Andy Reid and the boogeyman, Patrick Mahomes. He has to win this game. If he doesn't win this game, we have to come back to, hey, man, Kyle Shanahan just can't get it done, can he? We have to look at Jay York for giving him another six-year extension, and he hadn't even won a championship yet. And if he doesn't win this one, then he still has no rings. We have to go back and revisit, hey, man, is Kyle really the guy that can get the Niners over the hump? We've got contracts galore. $32 million for Bosa. B.A. needing a contract coming up. Greenlaw needs more money. I mean, Brock Purdy has to get paid after next year, which will be his third year. This will be the last offseason that you don't have to worry about paying your quarterback if he wins. And if he doesn't look like the the weak link, I mean, it's, it's a lot of pressure on the Niners. But I think they're destined to win. That's all for the Great Debate Show. Again, I want to thank Nicole Covington, the it girl of radio coming to join me for some wrestling content and Terrence Smith and Nick Ely as always will be back until the next episode that's all for now y'all please be safe out there alright I'm on my way to Vegas bang bang Niner gang and we out <laughs>